This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're excited this weekend because we had our biggest conference of the year, the Exo Marriage Conference in Grapevine, Texas. We talk about this all the time, and it happened. And it was uh, better than what we expected because I feel like every time I'm expecting it to be you know, the same thing that we've done before. But it, this weekend was fresh, new, exciting, all sorts of people coming to the conference expecting great things, and great things happened. And we were really excited to be there with everyone. If you were there live, thank you for being there. If you watched at... Uh, your house on EXO at home. Thank you for joining us as well. I want to say something though that we do this every year after the conference. We set the next conference up for sale, and we have an early birds special for that. Uh, we only have a hundred seats left for next oh year's gosh, conference. Wow. We sold out almost immediately, so there's just a few seats left. So if you're interested in coming next year, you want to get your tickets. It's going to be really, really important. Um, That's amazing. Yes, that is amazing. My beautiful wife, Stephanie, was there with me, and she was uh, she was there the whole weekend. I feel like I was better with you there, first of all. Well, thank you. Because there's been times I've been at a marriage conference, and I'm by myself, and I'm always like, yeah, I am married. <laughs> um, and then our special guests today are Stephanie and Caleb Rouse. Welcome. Mm, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Very now, you guys are impartial, but you were there. Yes. You don't have to butter me up. You don't have to say anything that's not true. This was your first XO, right? Our first XO here. XO First here. Okay. Yes. We were at two, yeah. We've been to two others in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So rate it. How are you feeling about it? How, how was this weekend, especially compared to the, the Pittsburgh one you've been to before? Yeah. 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 I, I feel like if I'm going out of 10, I would say this is definitely a 10. It was really <laughs> good. I'm not trying to butter you up. I'm an overall positive person just in general, but it was so good, you know, mm -hmm. to experience that with Stephanie and to just be encouraged by the people. I mean, they brought it, like everybody brought it. You know, there was so many nuggets just all throughout the conference. I cried, I think like five or six times, like actual <laughs> cry, like tears coming down my face. And I'm not normally a crier. Like oh, it wow. literally hit me so many times. So it was really good. Yeah, that's so good. I would definitely say it was it was so good. 10 out of 10. I We loved it. We felt so full. Like we just mm. felt so filled up in our marriage. We felt so filled up in purpose, just seeing over, you know, 4,000 people yeah. just yeah. all mm -hmm. loving on their spouse and wanting to work on their marriage and seeing the hope and just all the speakers speaking to, you know, so many different aspects of marriage yeah. and so many things that would hit, I mean, that hit us. Like I yeah. felt the same yeah. way of just so many things that hit us in a really deep place that mm. were healing, that God spoke to us, that God yeah. um, really, you know, we just had so many conversations of like, 
or just we would squeeze each other's hands and like, wow, like this is <laughs> the one, spe- I forget exactly what it was. I took so many notes. I want to go back and reread them all, but I'm like, it's like they heard my conversation with God, you know, it, just, <laughs> it was just so powerful. And yeah, we absolutely yeah. love the energy, like yeah. walking through the hallways after and just seeing like yeah. all the energy and seeing mm-hmm. everything. We're just like, this is, this is out of this world. Yeah. I mean, it's great in Pittsburgh. We absolutely loved it, but then it's like, just a whole nother level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Next level. Yeah. People were pumped. And I, I second, that was such a good way you articulated that. I think there was something for everyone yeah. and mm-hmm. it really spoke to very specific things that people really, really need. Mm-hmm. And I know it did for me. It was very specific to me. And so I know people were impacted by it. Yeah. That's so good. And that's the way I, I think about it because before the conference that we had before with my dad, he did most of the sessions and we've sort of, just slowly kind of gravitated towards a well-balanced meal for couples where they can get a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And you can only really understand it if you've experienced, you know, starting off with Les Parrott and and Lisa Young and Lewis and Kristen Roman and then Ryan Leak, you know, all four of those sessions were completely different, but so good. And one of the reasons I want to start with Les is because he's a, he's a marriage sage. I mean, he's been around forever, but it started off, Funny, practical, you know, how to resolve conflict, great way to start the conference. And you just kind of have this rhythm to the conference all throughout the day. Uh, it's very strategic related to like when lunch breaks are and my buddy, John Chastine, you know, I told him you have 10 minutes and he was <laughs> sort of, he did a great job he with that. He had a quickie yeah, on stage. It. Yeah. it really kind of all works out really, really well. Uh, even so much to like Jeff Allen, the, the comedian that was that night, um, it's, it's, we're trying to keep things fresh and new and we've never really done a comedian like that. Mm. Um, so it was all sort of kind of things that looked great on paper and the team's amazing in putting all this stuff together. But when you experience, you realize all that hard work that we put together on the, on the you know, architecture of it, it, it just does feel really good at, mm. at the conference. Mm-hmm. But people are asking themselves out there maybe, who are Stephanie and Caleb Brown? So let's get to know you two today a little bit more. Um, I feel like this is going to be a great XO Live today with the both of you because you're marriage experts. You guys have a lot of marriage experience in helping couples. You both have, uh, 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 you have a website with your names on it. <laughs> you're official. Stephanieandcaleb.com. We've made and, it. That's well, all you have to have. Right. <laughs> you don't need uh, anything else. You're, you're, you have a marriage and family uh, therapy license, right? So you Master's. Master's. Yeah. And uh, so you're helping couples, I know, through your uh, website through a lot of the resources that you you provide through the website and yeah. both of you have courses together workshops and um, you've you've done a lot I think in those that, that, that span of time where dating pre-marriage newlyweds there's a lot of people that look to the both of you for hope and encouragement in their relationships mm. um, just speak a little bit to who you are and what you're doing and, and kind of give everyone a little bit of orientation of who the Rouses are mm. You're putting me. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think Stephanie and I just have such a heart for people that have gone through brokenness, um, that have gone through, you know, broken hearts, you know, death of dreams, um, whatever that is, because we both lived that, you know, we've both experienced what it's like to just feel rock bottom. I have no idea where I'm going to go with my life. I don't think I'll ever get married. I don't think I'll ever find my person. And so like we get that pain. And so we are so passionate about helping people get that healing and to be able to go into marriage and be in that marriage and be thriving, you know, to take the least amount of baggage into that marriage as possible. Because, 
you know, when you get there and you don't have as much to carry, you can travel a lot faster and you can do a lot more. And so we just have a passion for people just to meet them where they're at. Stephanie is the most incredible person at being able to meet somebody where they're at. Mm. I've never seen somebody be able to do that. Like she can get in the moment with them and she can meet them there in a way that's like I said, I have never seen that before. You are excellent at that. And so like she has led the charge and I've learned so much from her in that way, just being able to do that for people. And so we love just being able to tool them, connect with them, help them build community. And because that's so important, if you feel isolated in an already isolated journey, you know, what hope do you have? And so we point them back to Jesus and try to help them along the way. And that's, I mean, that's where we're at. We want to see marriages saved around the world. Like we want to see the divorce rate come all the way down. And we really feel like we found a groove in helping people before they get to that journey. Yeah. And so that's what we're so passionate about. That's what so are you good. passionate well, about, babe? No, that's so <laughs> powerful. It's so, thank you. <laughs> You're so sweet. Um, I, I feel the same way. Like you just spoke it so well and I appreciate that so much. And I just appreciate the way that you've come alongside men and husbands in the journey and just making um, them feel so seen and known and loved and in your vulnerability and different things that, you know, as God's taken you through things that like you're sharing in a way that can really encourage them and getting it to do that with you. You know, we work with um, singles, but also different Mm. couples together and just, um, just seeing healing, seeing God restore things, seeing God redeem things. It's just, it's just amazing. So it's such a, yeah, such a Stephanie is like my number you. one hype person. Like she really <laughs> hypes me up. I feel good. I was about to say, you guys are. Oh no. We're gonna we're gonna give you all some time together. <laughs> I think that EXO conference worked. I know, right? It seemed like yeah. y'all are really connected today. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, if you have questions for the Rouses, uh, put them in the chat. We're gonna be answering questions later on. Your mm-hmm. questions. Let us know where you're watching from. Uh, we're happy to answer any questions you have about anything related to the conference, related to the Super Bowl, related to Valentine's Day coming up. How much pressure? Uh, how much pressure is on me right now for Valentine's, <laughs> by the way, first of all? You're on, you're on the clock. Well, and, and second of all, I mean, kind of talk through the, the importance of Valentine's from a female perspective mm. because I'm not sure. I mean, I'm going to have to take notes too, but um, I'm not sure after 26 years. This will be our 27th uh, Valentine's. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still don't know what to get you. I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's I know, not I'm just true. kidding. I, I, I kind of I kind of put it off. I'm a procrastinator, so like right now, I'm gonna try to be romantic without without giving away anything. But then again, I need some clues. <laughs> you, you, need, you need a list. <laughs> if I need if she has to help me, then it's not romantic. I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about this because some people look at Valentine's Day as just a marketing ploy to get mm. more cards sold and flowers <laughs> and candy sold. But there are some ladies out there who really enjoy Valentine's because it speaks to the romance element of a relationship. So uh, talk about how people can not break up on Valentine's and they can actually have, because so many people do end up having like these really big moments in their, in their lives because of Valentine's. Yeah, they do. And some people actually, they say that if you're going to break up at any time, you want to do it before Valentine's day, because then you don't have to buy a gift. Yes. So Mm. there are a lot of breakups, like probably today and tomorrow. Sort of uh, like don't break it up out there. Sorry, we're, we're not trying <laughs> yeah. to give you a reason to do don't it. Don't do it. I mean, girls are different. Some girls like flowers. Some girls don't like flowers. Some girls like chocolates. I mean, there's different things for different people, but it is very important. You do not want to forget it. But I'll say related to us, 
I mean, typically the EXO conference is usually, in the past, it's sometimes been on Valentine's Day. So we really don't even, there's been years when we really didn't celebrate it. I mean, and that was okay because, you know, I didn't care. Our anniversary is in March, so we usually wait and celebrate our anniversary. Mm -hmm. But but to the men out there, you do not want to forget Valentine's Day. Something, just do something. Yeah, something similar. I mean, I love words. I mean, that's my love language is you know, words of affirmation. So when he writes me anything, I mean, I love that. In fact, when we were newly married, I used to tell him he, well, he wrote me a song one time. Ah, uh, no, well, <laughs> no. I want to hear that song. actually was Valentine's, wasn't it? I, I think maybe. it was. I think we went to a restaurant so and this was whenever, I think I had yeah. an he's iPod. A, he's an incredible writer. No, I, mean, I, he's I, just, I did, so I did record a, words. I did record a music video. What? I know yeah. a music video. A I mean, music I mean, I re- video. No, I did record a music track. Sorry, not a video. Uh, yeah, track. I put it on on a on a iPod back then. It was an iPod, and we went to dinner, and I handed her some he- headphones, you know, the corded headphones back then. They didn't have the AirPods. Yeah. And I just put them in her, and I played the song, um, and yeah, it wasn't bad. I loved it. So <laughs> nice. That's amazing. You, babe. The I other thing that. that I would... I, <laughs> like, I want that. Thanks, yeah. Brand. Yeah, Thank you, you so much. Sorry, Sorry yeah. Caleb. Right. Um, <laughs> I sound so like a sweet. screeching bird Do you still have the song? I, I, it's uh, yeah, it's somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, it's I think he has it. But, it's not that great. And then That's I would so always sweet. ask him to write about our life. Like He used to kind yeah. of do a blog and um, he would just... Even when we were pregnant with our daughter and stuff, he would just chronicle. 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 I can't say that. Um, our life and I just loved it. I mean, I still saved it. I made it all into a book because mm. the way he writes is just like, it just gets me. So Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. Don't <laughs> hey, forget about it. come on. Let's go. I so EXO worked for us too, obviously. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to bring it up. I think we're having trouble with the screen. Um, we, we have an Instagram here and it's, just, it's based upon a study. Uh, it says that women uh, or more romantic and they respond more to romance if they have a full stomach. Uh, is that true? This is a Drexel University conducted a study and it said that women's brains respond more to a romantic cues on a full stomach than an empty one. Does that resonate with you? Well, that's true because you've heard of hangry. You know, you make bad decisions when you're hungry. So do you feel is that right? I mean, I'm, you guys are the ladies. I don't know. Should we feed you more? I'm, <laughs> you yeah, it. probably. Yeah, I'm not after your Sometimes you make me like a nice meal and then I'm definitely more receptive to if I'm like really hungry and he tries to do something cute. I'm like, I want food. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say we're nicer if you actually clean the dishes up after you make. But is that meal. because is that because you're thinking about your empty stomach rather than the, the romantic, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe advances from, from your husband? I'm, yeah. I'm not leading you. I'm not leading the witness here. I'm trying to give you guys something to respond to. This was a study. That we, and guys want to know if if we're making romantic gestures, should we go ahead and check that box to make sure your stomach's got something in it? I think a hundred percent. I I've never heard that before, and I've never thought about that before. But it makes it's a on the lot. internet, so it's got to be I, true. No, but <laughs> yeah. it makes a lot of sense to me. Like I can think of times like that. I'm like after a long day and you would just even give me a note or you give me something sweet, but I'm so hungry that I'm not really receiving because I am hungry. Right. So yeah, yeah. Feed your girl first, and then she'll receive it more. Good. I think that's good. That's (laughs) good advice. That's very practical. That was trying to kind of navigate our way into sort of the the dietary side of of relationships because I know that you have uh, in. uh, Did you talk about this on the Naked Marriage podcast? Yeah. The the gluten allergy and the importance of diet 
in a, in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So speak to that because there's a lot of people out there that have uh, food allergies. They've got issues with, with their diet and, and the processing of that, how it plays into a relationship. Because we're in the season with like kids where I have to just basically suck it up and try and figure out what to get whenever we're going to, you know, I, I don't want to eat pizza all the time, but I do. I do want to eat pizza all the time. Yeah. But uh, we do I, I'm sometimes eat, wanting to be good and I'm forced to be yeah. bad because mm-hmm. that's just what everyone else uh, is wanting to eat. Uh, but sometimes I have to draw the line because there's certain things I put in my body that are completely going to wreck it. Right. Um, but in a relationship, speak to how that's played out in y'all's, in y'all's marriage with, with food allergies. Well, it was a big learning curve for me. Like I didn't, food allergy was not on my radar before I met Stephanie. So like I, you know, I would just eat like burgers every day. Like that was like my diet burger and like a Dr. Pepper. And so Stephanie kind of revolutionized my diet, which was amazing. Um, But, you know, having to learn that and, you know, there's been some funny stories. Like one time I almost killed her basically because I was trying to be thoughtful. So early on... (laughs) In our, in our marriage, I was trying to figure out the difference between organic and gluten-free. And mm-hmm. I couldn't quite, like, sometimes that didn't compute. Well, sometimes the, the labels looked very similar. Yes. So, so I think you knew it, but my then assumption it was, the same. Okay, organic, gluten-free. And sometimes they were in the same section. And so I bought organic chocolate chip cookie mix and I made it, but it has the first ingredient was wheat and I made her cookies and she got very, very sick. So we had to learn. Mm. I had to learn from that. (laughs) Trying to be thoughtful, trying to be intentional. Um, But we've had to navigate that of just, you know, figuring out what's good for her body. And, you know, now basically at home, we just eat gluten-free because you can, there's a million good things. And a lot of the stuff that has gluten in it is not that great for you anyways. And so we kind of just roll with it. And it's kind of like our thing now. Yeah. That's been, a, yeah, definitely a big learning curve yeah. for both of us. And we're always learning like that, you know, be, having something so different and how we ate so different. There was so much that was so different about us when we got yeah. married. And I always say to people that are single, like a lot of my clients, and I don't know if you guys disagree with this or what you guys think, but I say, sometimes say, um, the girls I work with, they are looking for a guy that have like ton of their same interests, like the same food as them. And that's like a very, very high priority in terms of like who they're looking yeah. to date or marry. And I encourage them to maybe reconsider and say that maybe that's like a lot lower mm-hmm. on the priority list. And there's some things that might be a lot higher because if I would have waited for someone, like if I, my list was like, I want someone that just loves the beach and flowers and hiking and healthy food. Like that would, he was was not not it at all. Mm -hmm. But what instead having someone that has the character of let's learn and grow about each other. And so in terms of food, we were so different, but we've, it's been such a learning experience and we've both learned to love different things. We have loved about each other and we're still learning that we're still coming, you know, always coming up with a balance of like, okay, like, yes, sometimes we're going out to get a burger and let's other times, like, let's go for something healthier and kind of having a balance Mm -hmm. is something we're always trying to figure out. What do you guys think about the shared interest thing? Um, I, I I think there's, there's definitely some conversation around, uh, things you want to spend time doing. Last our last show, we talked about Brian Cranston. He said, "Just pick five things that you know are, are important to you about your spouse, and then let everything everything else go." He was basically mentioning uh, 
like he hates shopping. And so people are always like, you have to go shopping with your wife. He's like, no, that's not why I'm married. I'm married for these five things. That's it. <laughs> and so it's kind of like you can, you can get yourself bogged down into basically what Dan Leanne talked about this weekend, really, really frustrated disappointment yeah. because your expectations yeah. are up here, reality's down here, and all this disappointment in between yeah. because, oh, I thought we were going to go eat sushi every you know, weekend because yeah. I love sushi. You know, I love sushi. Well, I have a shellfish allergy. I yeah. don't like that yeah. kind of stuff. You, know, you, you can go through these processes where in your mind you have this like dream scenario for a spouse. Yeah. And what I've found is it just keeps people from making a commitment because they're, they're just too scared to yeah. commit to anything because it's not perfect. Yeah. Uh, mm. a, lot of, a lot of, and I wanted to bring this up, a lot of um, women are waiting to get married. And I don't know if some of that's just because they don't know how to get in the social circles mm. the right way and they're, and they're just not around enough of, of, of the dating scene to find a quantity of gentlemen to kind of maybe select from. Uh, but I sometimes find that their expectations are too high. They're just wanting mm. this, you know, uh, basically a C.S. Lewis slash. Yeah. Your dad calls it Jesus Jr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like somebody who's the most amazing theologian, godly, you know, just has everything put together. Yeah. And then not only that, but he can take his shirt off like Usher on the Super Bowl and <laughs> look amazing and do the dances. Dance for you. Mm-hmm. Come on. Then, yeah. Come on. I mean, oh then he's, he's going to be rich and whatever. Yeah. I think I never read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I'm not, listen, this isn't me. I would never have read it anyway, but I don't, it's not, I'm not a woman. So, but one of the things I read in the comments on Amazon, cause it was like, you know, just yeah. this popular book for a while was, okay, let me get this straight. The guy is like early twenties. He's a billionaire. He's like got the most amazing body ever. Women, women want to be with him and he can do anything to their body. Like the, the, the things that he qualified, like under, yeah. under like the story, like the most, it was like, there's no guy that exists like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But women read that and that's their fantasy. Just like a guy would think being with, you know, I don't know, like a supermodel mm-hmm. is the, yeah. is the uh, absolute fantasy for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, you yeah, this... but then you also, you, you, that's what I'm saying. You look at some of these couples who have it all. You think they have everything like Tom and Giselle, for right. example, oh. and you can have all the money in the world all the looks, they probably had a ton of stuff in common, I would imagine. I know they had dietary, they were on the same plan dietary-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And But there's still the issues that come up, the, yeah. the same yeah. issues come up for everybody that yeah. you have to deal with. Yeah, I think some of it also, and I was just thinking about this as you guys were talking, is like the whole thing with social media, which we think you can use social media for good, but I think that sometimes people that are single and looking for that, they see the highlights, right? And so that that the expectation is the highlights. So like when I'm dating, this person needs to do this because I saw this video that had 7 million views that the guy basically jumped out of a helicopter and threw flower and, you know, perfect, you know? And so I think sometimes people expect like, oh, that person found that kind of a person, even though most likely that video is like fake. Like they literally had a budget and they did the whole thing. And so I think sometimes that expectation gets in the way. And so what we, you know, one of the things I try to tell our clients and our community is to separate, you know, what you're looking for into essentials and bonuses. And I look at essentials as things that are going to matter in the next five to 10 years. So like what is truly gonna matter about this person? And they're more like generally speaking, like, do they love Jesus? 
you know, yes. Do they need to be a theologian? No, maybe that's a bonus if you're looking down the road, but essentials, are they growth minded? Are they somebody that's going to grow with you over time? That's going to be willing to learn. That's going to be willing to become a better person. Like that's a great essential. And then bonuses are like, she'll be a Dallas Cowboys fan with me, or she'll be, you know, whatever, whatever that is, that is a bonus, you know? So if they have that great, but if they don't, it's not a deal breaker. The essentials are the deal breakers. And those are things that are generalized, but also will matter five to 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. It's really good. Yeah. And sometimes I think, you know, you get to get, they may not have everything that you want right at first, but sometimes they need that spouse to come in and bring that, those things out of them that, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. they're a Christian, but then they get together and you help bring out all these qualities that they didn't, they couldn't do by themselves. You yeah. know, God put you guys together so that, you know, iron sharpens iron, yeah. that they bring out all these, these great qualities. So. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie did that for me. You know, yeah. that, that was something you spoke exactly to our situation. You know, I loved God. I had a love for God. I grew up in the church. My parents are in ministry, but like I had deep hurt. Like I had a lot of hurt from things that happened in my life. And I kind of just relied on, okay, like, I know who God is. I love God, but like, I'm good, you know? And so I like refuse, I never read my Bible, like ever, you know, hardly ever when we first got together, like I read it at church, I'd go to church and read, but I never read it. And, you know, through Stephanie's encouragement, uh, (laughs) I was able to make that a habit. And now it's like something I thrive in. And it was a way that it was unlocked in me. And I've reached a potential in my faith because of being with her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like her essential was that I love God, you know? And so that was a way that she began to unlock in me. Yeah. So Absolutely. Good. It was so cool. So many answers or so many prayers to see even you here. Like there's just, um, yeah. yeah, you had such a deep love for God, but just so much hardness. So, so to see yeah. you and to see him like be so excited about. Yeah. A, it's been, I think, at least probably five or six years that I've n- never seen you not like every morning right away, you're in God's word and mm-hmm. like excited and hungry for God's word. Yeah. And the first however many years of our marriage, it was like not, not that way mm-hmm. at all. And then not passionate about like hearing from God or growing in God or doing the thing of kind of just going through the motions of like, this is kind of my life. And there was a lot of pain under that. that I was mad at God for taking away basketball. That was like, I was mad and took me a long time to get over that. Um, And that was where that pain was coming from. Yeah, definitely. And some other things that were like suppressed, but Yeah. yeah, definitely was angry. And so I had to get, and she helped me through a lot of that, really process that. So another way that like she unlocked Mm -hmm. a part of me because you shouldn't be looking only for the potential. A person is who they are at that moment. They might never But change, yeah. she was able to encourage me along my journey. And now I'm, I am who I am because she was able to help me in that. And yeah. I had the, thank God, by God's grace, I had the openness to listen to her over time to start growing in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you believe there's only one person for each other? <laughs> I mean, meaning that, and I've, I've talked to Christians who believe this, uh, it doesn't matter really who you marry. Hmm. You can marry different people at, at that moment, then that, that's whenever your commitment, your intentionality, you work through things. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yeah. You know, if, if you guys didn't meet each other, 
that you could have somebody else and, yeah. the, and the same variables are at play, which right. is commitment, you know, um, monogamy, right. intentionality, good communication, that sort of thing. I'm just, just a question. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have that. a conclusion that I'm, that I'm really trying to draw, but I'm just yeah. asking the question to you guys, what you think? Yeah. Do you want to share that? Yeah. I, we talk about it a lot yeah. because we get asked that a ton from our, um, yeah. singles community. We run a group and we meet with them a lot and talking with them a lot. Mm -hmm. And they, they ask like, is there a soulmate? And is there, is there just one person? And so we, that's something that we've, we pray about, talk about a lot. We talk to them about, um, in terms of like the word soulmate, I think we all have, I think what I realized when we've talked to our like guys and girls or women and men in our community is they all have different definitions of that word, mm -hmm. which is so interesting. And it has been very toxic mm -hmm. and it's been a way of like, I, f you're in a marriage and then I found my soulmate. Mm -hmm. I found the one so I can leave my marriage as an excuse mm -hmm. to, to, you know, Divorce. go away from the mm -hmm. one that yeah. God's bonded you with, which is something that we're very against. And we've seen the way that that's been toxic. Something that I say, um, also it's been something that I've seen in, um, in the way of people misusing it, of um, just hurting other people, hurting other people and dating, hurting other people and just feeling yeah. very paralyzed in dating because they're like, how do we know if this is the exact one? And for yeah. us, we're more of, okay, we believe that, God is very specific in terms of like walking with us step by step as we, as we just hold his hand that he really, really cares about the direction of our life yeah. and that he, you know, there's so many scriptures of that. You know, my, one of my favorite verses, Proverbs three, five through six, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Mm -hmm. And I think I've seen because of pain of breakups, mm -hmm. people, have said, I trust you, God, to lead me in all of these ways, but not this way of my heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll take this on my yeah. own and I'll figure it out with my own wisdom and my own knowledge and my own understanding. And then I'll make decisions because I don't trust you in this area mm -hmm. versus I submit everything to you. God, I trust that you'll make my path straight. And I believe God knows, you know, he, he knows everything. Like he knows the future. He knows like everything about us. He knows those things. So I do believe he knows our best path in, in terms of like everything in life. Like, mm -hmm. but I also say that he's better than a GPS. Like, even if you're, you know, cause he knows our, like where he wants us to walk. But when we, there's a lot of times I'm not great at directions and I'll be listening. I'll take the wrong term or not follow the GPS correctly, mm -hmm. but the GPS still reroutes me to the right destination mm -hmm. as Come I on. just step with him, yeah. as I step with the GPS. And sometimes it can get you there just in the same time, mm -hmm. like as you just listen. And I believe it's the same with God of like, okay, you feel like I've been going away or I've been, I have been someone that I haven't trusted God with my own, you know, I've just been doing it with my own understanding instead of trusting him and how then God can, if you just say, okay, God, I take your hand, I submit to you and you'll make my path straight. And so mm. I say, if you're married to someone, it's not, a, God knew it's not an accident. Even if you weren't walking with God, God had things all in play and he knew and that he can bring you both closer to him. I think of it's Acts 17. He put us all in our, our place. I, I don't know. I don't have this verse memorized, but in Acts 17, um, they're saying like, 
God is not far from any of us. He, in him, we live and move and have our being. And he is close to us. He knows he appointed our times of where we should live. And he knew where we're going to live. He knows who, if, you know, the people listening are married, it's like, he knew that. And he wants to now bring you both closer to God and both, um, impact the kingdom. And that's not an accident. So Mm -hmm. I believe very specifically that God, as I submitted, I was really holding on to what I thought. And as I submitted to God, that he very, very specifically led my path in ways that I did not Mm -hmm. understand, that were not in my own understanding. And I do very specifically believe that it was like such a gift and like that Caleb, like I can't, I tell Caleb all the time. I'm like, I literally think that, you know, it's just beyond what I could imagine. It doesn't mean that we're like, perfect and that we have it all figured out and there hasn't been struggle. And it was just like easy peasy, but I truly like me personally, I'm like, I can't ever imagine being like, if I had, you know, God had a specific plan and you're my boo and you're the one (laughs) for me. (laughs) Stephanie says to me every morning, she goes, when she first wakes up, first thing she goes, I missed you. And it literally, that is like everything I need for the day, you know, and, wow. and, uh, it is the most amazing thing. And I agree to everything you said, you said that's so good. I don't, I can't add to that. Very well oh, said. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I have another question. So there's, there's this, uh, documentary on Netflix called the social dilemma. And I, I feel like y'all have seen enough of the, uh, age range that, that you primarily see is probably in the twenties, thirties yeah. in that yeah. range. Yeah. There's been enough time with social media. And the social dilemma is all about the, on Netflix, I highly recommend it, the effects that social media is having on our society and specifically the people that created the apps, created the, uh, you know, the infinite scroll, these sorts of features are going back going, we sort of had this great idea in mind, but it's just sort of taken on like wildfire. And now there's a consequence for that behavior because everyone desires that dopamine hit, but then it leads to uh, detachment and, you know, not pointing at you. Hi, how are you doing? Not, I, was, I was trying to bring you into the conversation. That's why I was looking at this you. Therapy. We're not detached. With them. We're very much close. Um, I feel the connection. But yeah. you know, you're seeing these couples coming in now to relationships or they're, they're desiring relationships and they have grown up in that dopamine hit screen based relationship. Snap is, mm. you know, kind of the way of the world. And how are they interacting now as a human being with another human being, IRL in real life? So that the day my daughter was like, that's cringe, dad. <laughs> and then I said, W Riz. And she was like, don't even dad. That's don't so embarrassing. He's <laughs> just so, throwing, it, throwing it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot more. I, yeah. Some of the stuff they're saying, I'm still not sure it's. You're like, should I say that? Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure that they're not getting away with a bad word or not. Uh, so, you know, th- those sorts of things that are mm. happening in our society, you're seeing, you're seeing the front lines of that. I'd like for you to kind of see if that's an effect right now in relationships, if you're, if you're seeing it being worked through a healthy way, if people are finding like through the word of God and through church, the relationships, that's not as uh, you know, prevalent. So what, what would you say to that? Yeah. Mm. That's so good. I love that. I, I feel like, have you seen that document, documentary? Yeah, we've okay. seen it. I feel like, yeah, we, I think we've we seen that. Um, I think, yes, absolutely affects all of that, you know, all of that dating, you know, especially what I said earlier about the highlight, right? So that affects everything and it affects how they see a new prospect and all of that. And I think a lot of our big work um, that we do with them is getting to the core of whatever they're believing about themselves and whatever they're believing about their future. Mm. And I think that 
all the things that they see online, all the experiences that they have in their lives lead them to believe certain things about who they are and what their future holds and what God says about them. And so, you know, a lot of what we end up doing is helping people kind of take a step back and be able to see, you know, what lie are you believing? Let's like look at God's truth to that and then be able to accept that truth and now see from that lens everything else. You know, and when you're able to do that, you can kind of sort through a little bit of the weeds of everything that social is trying to tell you and everything that you're trying to navigate. And that's a hard thing to do. Reprogram your brain, reprogram the way that you see things is a like difficult task. It takes time. And so um, we really try to help people sort through that. And then we talk often about the boundaries that we set around it. You know, we are, that is our lifeblood. That's how we make our living. That's how we do everything. You know, that's how God has just like taken our lives. And so we have realized over the years that you need to have some sort of brain reset when it comes to social. You need to have a break so that you can understand, like actually process everything that you're seeing. You know, you're being told all these different voices. And so we try to tool people with just ways to be able to do that. Something that, you know, a rhythm that I've gotten into is, you know, when we first started, um, you know, we'd jump, you know, sleep with the phone next to the bed and you just pick up your phone and you start scrolling, you know, and when you do that, I've never the, done that before. <laughs> right. That this morning, did I? Yeah. No. <laughs> the first message you're getting is whatever you're seeing online. That is the first message that you are receiving. And if you see something, which the chances are you will, that is telling you a message that is contrary to the word of God, to the truth that whether you think that or not, it's going to affect how you approach that day. Yeah. And so I've noticed that when I used to do that, I would ap- operate almost out of like a pleasing, like people pleasing type of a tone or a, I need to perform type of a tone. And so a first rhythm is, Hey, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going to get into the word. That's what I want to receive first. So then I can operate my day looking at social media from that standpoint. And when you can do that, you see it a little bit more clearly, right? You don't see it as much as, and it's still a struggle. You know, it's still the mess. Oh man, this guy just went and he spoke at this conference. So this person just like impacted these lives. Am I doing enough? You know, and so you, these things you can process, but if you have that first voice in your mind, you know, it really helps you, you know, process through that. And then for us, it's also like on the weekends, taking a break. Like we don't touch it on the weekends. Um, and that's been a massive thing for us. Like most people would be like, that's the prime time to do it. You know, that's a prime time to get on and post. And for us, it helps to be able to take a break so that we're recharged and come on Monday, we're ready to go. And God provides the in-between, you know, like we've just trusted it as God's way. And so to go back to all that dating, those are some of the rhythms that we've tried to teach our clients. And we've seen results in that of how they're then approaching dating from a standpoint of, okay, God says this about me. I know the things that I'm looking for and I can try to navigate in that. Um, And we get asked all the time. I think the, one of the biggest questions we get asked recently is like, should I try to find my person in person or should I find them on a dating app? Like what's the right way? And people, that's like in our community, I've been asked that question so many times recently, even on like our live Q and A's or whatever it is. Like people have been asking that question um, because I think they see the dilemma of like, what they're experiencing in online dating is, is a difficult thing. Yeah. Um, what, so. what are they experiencing? What do you tell them? I mean, is, 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Find that online dating is a good thing or do they have success in it or is it? Well, like, you know, how I, how I would say, I don't know. I feel like I rambled forever, but no, uh, I, uh, you ramble, bro. I, you're good. So is, so is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what I would say, so what I try to say with that, like my cousin met her husband mm-hmm. who lived in Scotland on a dating app. Right. And they got married. They had a miracle baby, and she is the perfect human being. Um, <laughs> the little baby. It is. Uh, I would say that there is no right or wrong way. You mm-hmm. just have to test your heart in it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're going to the dating app out of like desperation, maybe you need to check your heart there. Like it's a, what is giving me anxiety? What is giving me peace? And if dating apps are giving you peace, like. Who am I to say that God can't use that? Mm-hmm. You know, God uses Instagram to lead people to him. Like, who am I to say that a dating app can't be used for God's yeah, glory? Exactly. And so like, that could be great, but God could also be calling you a season of just being in your church community. Yeah. And maybe that's where he has you. I met Stephanie, like in our church community, yeah. I was on a dating app. Dating app was a terrible experience for me. And I <laughs> wrote about that in our book, but I, you know, it's both ways. And so I think that like you have to operate in whatever gives you peace. And so, yeah, I think that's where they've kind of found some rhythm too. Well, and that, and that whole concept is the smash or pass culture. You know, this whole thing that, that has been wired now yeah. into young people's minds. Body count is another thing oh, that's yeah. also wired into their minds. And I can just, I, we, we just just didn't have the same kind of world that we got. I haven't, I haven't been on the dating scene for 27 years, so yep. I would think to myself, I'm just increasing the odds by going on a dating site. Yeah. And yep. my personal philosophy in the whole grand scheme of, of Christian Christianity and my, my path, I've been a believer my whole, my whole life, is there's a macro and there's a micro. And I think yeah. God's sometimes, um, he's, he's very much aware of both. And if, if we all wanted to go to lunch after this and we said, hey, where do you want to go to lunch? Uh, well, hey, let's go to Chili's. Or somebody says, "Hey, let's go to let's get Mexican food. Let's go to you know, me casino." Like, does God, unless he's unless he's wanting to orchestrate the macro, I don't know right. that he cares as much about those sorts of decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I would say similarly that we always stress about church versus online versus somebody I met at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Yep. I think God can kind of work all that out. Exactly. Yes, there's exactly. not a really a there's not a right answer. Exactly. I would say that. I've we know people couples that are successful now and they met at bars and yeah. that's oh, yeah. that's not. That's not a that's not a uh, stain now on your relationship. No. It's no. just part of no. God allowing us to live our Love. lives yeah. and Him yep. orchestrating it the way that He knows He can do that. Yeah. And then there's you know there's we're still broken people. We're still oh, on yeah. our best days. We're, we're filthy rags according to the, the scripture. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we want to make it seem like we are 
you know, some somehow it, in our in our minds we are somehow doing it all right. If yeah. we go to church and we meet somebody in church, that we we've, we've somehow checked the right boxes. Mm. But the truth is, is that even in that environment, I can show you a lot of relationships that are toxic. Exactly. And, oh, yeah. and, and not the best. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys that really uh, aren't qualified to be husband, good husbands, good leaders. They're still getting worked on in oh, their yeah. lives. Yeah. And if, just because they're in church doesn't mean that they're qualified to be yeah. uh, a, a spouse at that point in time. Exactly. So I just think it's a good conversation to have because I think sometimes people get just in their heads this this yeah. lockdown of a mindset of just, I have to do it this way or I can't do it this way. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the way the world works. No. Yeah. It's about having a healthy mindset, which you talked about, being in the word, yeah. praying, believing that God's doing the best, and then being open to God working yeah. Yeah. his plan through whatever way possible. He works in mysterious ways. We all yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it can be amazing. Like there's people that they're going to church in desperation of like, I need to find like my husband and then they don't have peace in church Mm. and they're not receiving, you know, from the Lord. They're just like, look, not, I mean, I get you're looking, but I think Mm -hmm. it's the, the posture what he said of like, really the identity you're holding while you're going into these situations. And, and then what we talked about, like the expectations and the reality and where the disappointment is. And Mm. like something that we tell our clients a lot is what he mentioned is just like, what is, what is thy identity in Christ? Like, who are you? Who, what are you carrying? And then all these experiences, if other things are saying something different, allowing God's word to actually become more true for Mm. you and in experience than all of the things that are saying something different. So if you're on dating apps and the lie is that I'm not good enough and that you keep getting ghosted. So it's reinforcing that same narrative of like anyone, you know, everyone's going to leave me. And then you're just keep feeling that. And that can be compounded big time online. It's so compounded rejection, all that fear. And then you're just, then you're like, okay, well, I just, the next person, I'll just do whatever and say whatever in order to have them like me. Mm -hmm. That can be really, really, really toxic for people versus I know my identity and okay, rejection and really having that narrative in your heart of like, God, this really hurts. This person ghosted me. This really hurts. This happened. What is the truth that you say about me? And I have to believe if this person's ghosting me, like God has something that was not the right person. Like the way the story you're telling yourself, that's one of the things they talked about at the retreat. What's the story in marriage you're telling yourself? What's the story in dating you're telling yourself? Mm -hmm. And if that story doesn't align with God's story, there's something off. And how do we get on the same page? And then, then be in that abundance, be in that, like, this is who God has me to be. And I can date out of that and be so real with God in the process because it's, it's messy. Um, And it's the same what you said about social media and the social dilemma. It's the same to me, the same thing of needing to carry, like really desperately, we need that identity because other people are going to try to tell us mm-hmm. what our identity yeah. is and how we, how we, the story we're going to tell ourselves based on that. And yeah. a lot of that is not being good enough, you know, not, not being lovable, not, um, not measuring up. And so I'm, I'm striving, I'm not doing this. And yeah. then it's a sin of comparison. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I have another question. Um, this came up the other night in some conversation with friends there. Cause I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's like, I like to talk to Stephanie. I feel like you're the same way. You like to talk to your Stephanie. Like you're, you're not, you're not just the kind of guy that she's going to be like, why don't you ever share your feelings or why don't you ever talk? And we were with some, we were with some friends 
that a lot of the guys in that group were that way. They they were more prone to kind of chit chat with the with the women and the wives and kind of talk and be open. But the conversation was there's a lot of guys out there that just don't give their spouse communication. Yeah. They're closed off. It's it's one word answers. They're typically the ones that kind of uh, gravitate towards more of those. I wouldn't say the man things, but just they're just sort of not willing to become open and communicative to their spouse. And I was trying to figure out what makes because I'm. I like to hang out with guys too. I like to to spend time with my guy friends, hang out, do guy things. Um, But I'm also like loving to share my day with her and download to her. And when we were talking about it, I was trying to figure out what societal in a society creates men that are willing to to be like that. Because it's not necessarily education or profession because you can find doctors and lawyers that are smart people, but they won't share with their spouse. They're still they're still standoffish, and then you can also say, well, it, it's it's primarily a relationship with God, but I can point to a lot of pastors that I know that do the same thing, and they're not they're not really connecting with their spouse. So what what is that ingredient? I'm trying to figure that out. This is just a, a question that I'm curious about. If y'all if y'all if y'all have seen that in in meeting with people, relating with people, and if it's not, let's talk about something else because I have another question in the queue. What do you think? Yeah. As far as why is they why they don't open up, what unlocks a man's heart to mm. share with their spouse and to become that person that's open and and and, and sharing? Yeah, because it's is it friendship? Is that the key ingredient? Is mm. it is it a um, an understanding finally that not talking is not working. not getting you know because most guys don't change until like things get bad enough for them to change. You know, like they don't actually change something until it's like DEFCON 5, we need to like do this or else everything's over. Um, I, you know, I think that for men that are closed off, I think they've learned in their life that it is not safe to do that. And so like they need an environment where it is safe to be able to share that because I think most people that are like that have just had experiences, whether that's at home, whether that's at school, whether that's whatever it is, that it has not been an environment. When they've done that, they've been burned. And so they then become a person that's not going to open up in that way. And so I think that, you know, the key ingredient is having the safety to be able to do that. And how do you get there? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have like the sweet spot, you know, I think that, you know, for us, it's a lot of the encouragement that I give to my guys um, in how they can communicate better is like being in community. I think that guys need more skills in communication and talking. I think that they kind of do okay with other men, but I find that sometimes even when I'm hanging out with other men, like I ask a lot of questions. You know, 100%, I, wanna, that's what, I agree with that. Like, you know, they still don't, they still don't open up. No. They don't. And so they're not good at asking questions. So I always tell my guys like, Hey, how you develop so that you can communicate with your wife is become a really good question asker and then ask a follow-up, you mm-hmm. know? So if you're going to be with a new girl and listen, like listen really well, active listening is like a, Man, that's like the secret key to a lot of things. You know, if you can become an active listener in a conversation, when somebody tells you something, if I were to say like, yeah, I had a really hard time, you know, the other day when I tripped and fell and scraped my knee and I felt like a loser, you know, um, being able to, you know, have somebody tell you, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You know, it must've been really hard to be really embarrassed by tripping and falling and feeling like a loser. I felt like a loser before that sucks, you know? And so like being able to actively listen, I think is another skill. Um, but I think the questions and just being a active participant, I think that men can be 
married men can take the backseat because their wives usually are the ones that drive conversation with other people. Um, but also men in general with other people can kind of do that. And so yeah. I think becoming more of an active participant, you know, that's an area I've grown in, you know, I'm, I can be really outgoing, but I can also be really quiet, you know? So, you know, cause I don't want to get too involved in things. So I've learned, Stephanie has taught me a lot about just being more active participant in conversations. Yeah. And I, that's so good, babe. I love all that so much. And I would say for the woman in this situation, I don't know what you guys think about this, but to, to be careful not to shame their husband for being different. Cause I feel like that just puts them more in their shell. And yeah. what you talked about of creating a safe space, there's times that I did not do it well in our marriage. You know, in the times we talked about early on yeah. in our marriage, when I just desired him, I could just see that there was some disconnect from me and from God. And he didn't want to be disconnected mm -mm. from me or God, but it was the pain. And I just felt like there was things like under the surface that I didn't know. And I would press him. And then sometimes, you know, I, I regret different ways that I think I didn't mean to shame him, but I'm like, why won't you just like open up about this and yeah. just kind of acting like, Oh no, everything's perfect and everything's great. And like, yeah. I, I don't have any issues. And, um, I, if I could go back and talk to younger Stephanie at that point, I just like, just keep praying and be patient with him and be loving and let him know Hey, I'm a safe place. If you ever do want to talk about something, if you ever, you know, if, yeah. if you ever do versus, you know, some of the ways that maybe I communicated that, that were more harsh and mm, more, yeah. um, yeah. Cause I think guys sometimes I feel like they come off as maybe harsh or they come off as not caring, but I don't know, like hardly, I mean, less than like 1% of guys I know, both Christian, non-Christian mean to be malicious in a conversation. Like they don't mean in their nonverbal communication to communicate something or verbally that would be hurtful. Yeah. You know, they're never meaning to do that. So I think that like a wife being able to come alongside, cause I say some stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I, I say dumb stuff all the time. I really, I'm like foot in mouth ever, all the time. <laughs> and um, I think that like that, like what you said is so good. Being able to encourage, like bring it out a little bit, maybe not get offended by what they say. Cause I promise you, they're really not trying to be mean. They just don't know how to say it, mm -hmm. you know, and we want to say well, it right. The mirror of this in marriage is the wife kind of wanting to avoid sex, right? Because mm. that's not something she's prone to want to, to give up. Right. So you have, you have a man who's withholding words and a wife who's withholding sex. And I say that because not necessarily that they never have it, but it's typically something you have to wrestle out of them. Wow. Yeah. yeah, wrestle them to the ground. That's also called rape. Don't wrestle your wife to the ground. Right? Unless that's, you're into that. That's, Unless there's you guys there's are into something that. called marital rape. So, <laughs> so what? No, Unless you're into that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What, what, let's, let's dial into that. What'd you say? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Okay. So you know, there's there's this moment where a wife needs to understand that she's she's going to get more out of her husband if she's opening up sexually yeah. and the husband's get more, going to get more sexual attention from their wife if they're opening up communication wise. And I think that's just a dynamic that that's yep. really a challenge. And when you have a healthy relationship, that's just something you learn, mm. but I'm trying to figure out with guys how to unlock that where they, they don't withhold communication from their wife. They see them as their best friend. They want their heart. They want their, yep. their mind to be, you know, in, in tune with each other. Cause that's a value that I now really appreciate with Stephanie and I. We that, that's why I think also that it just takes time. You mm. know, I think men are just naturally, you know, 
protective, guarded, yeah. guarded. They have their walls up. They have to kind of feel their way out to see if this is, a, like you said, a safe area. If they've, you know, been violated, if they've, if I've violated your trust before um, by sharing personal information with girlfriends or, you know, stuff that you wouldn't want out there, I think that, you know, it puts, puts their guard up. But, you know, over time, like you said, building a friendship, I mean, that is a, what was the number, the need that your dad, it's like number three on a man's greatest need is that friendship. Yeah. It's, you know, mm. um, sex and then friendship. And that really is a, a big deal. I think, for you and I, you know, we found something to do together for a while. We, we started playing tennis together. I love that. And um, it just was something fun where we would go out. And um, most of the time it was fun when you weren't too competitive, Brent. But, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I smashed my record. We were in Hawaii for her 40th birthday. And we were just having a nice friendly game. And my forehand stunk. I, I gave up tennis, by the way, because I, yeah. I can't do it We're on to something different. But I smashed now, my but... racket. And I knew immediately when I smashed my racket, it felt really good, by the way. Ah, I knew sure I had did. done something really stupid because it just was not necessary. Yeah. Um, so I apologize right away. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, going back to that, I mean, friendship is a big need for men. And so mm. I would just encourage couples out there to, you know, especially if it's a wife wanting her husband to, you know, open up and... Um, you know, get in his world, you know, yeah. figure out what he likes and, you know, become his partner and also just be that safe place for him. You know, they're very, men are very sensitive when they do open up not to get, you know, hurt or rejected. If, if you nag him or make fun of him, uh, you know, or critical about anything that he says, I mean, that's extremely damaging. Yeah. So I would yeah. just, you know, encourage the women mm. out there that are wanting their husbands instead to of nags start praising him because I, I do feel yeah. that so even today whenever you say something positive like hey I noticed this and you did really well or whatever it is yeah I like, mean just even the way you you guys are a great example the way you're talking to each other you're mm -hmm. validating you're very yeah. affirming you know if you were to be you know critical with him he would automatically just withdraw yep. mm -hmm. yeah. you know and so I think that's a skill wives really need to you know work on it and yeah. like i said it just it just it takes time yeah it does and i don't think you have to wait to work on it until they're opening up you just right. do it in the little things mm -hmm. like in the little things of just like how was your day it was good it was like that's good babe mm -hmm. like instead of like why don't you ever tell me more about your day why like that's so sounds so critical versus yeah. even if they're giving a little bit encouraging that yeah. and i had this expectation that we would like sit at the dinner table and then like have like really <laughs> like look at each other oh. In the oh, eyes and be like, babe, let's have this like deep conversation. When he eats, like, <laughs> bro, he's not doing anything else. I'm, he's not. I'm talking. on a one task thing. <laughs> I can handle one thing at a time. When someone puts food in front of me, I'm eating it. Yeah. This isn't time to yap yeah. and, and and chomp and I'm, no, I'm eating. Yeah. So you do you need to make sure he is fed before yeah. Oh yeah, and before like thinking I'm gonna have like a deep conversation with him. Yeah. But when we would go hiking together or driving yeah. together, that's when I noticed him start what yeah. they said side by side men. Yes. That was something yeah. really cool yeah, at the so conference good. that they that's said. It's so powerful. It's so yeah. True. yeah, share what they Absolutely. said because I thought yeah. that was so good. So they said men don't respond as well face to face. You it's know, terrifying. Like being staring at your husband in the eyes, asking him to open up. Up was so intimidating for yeah. husbands. Yeah. And so they said, instead, go side by side, go for a walk. Yeah. Men open up more when they're not intimidated. It was so. Gabe and Rebecca Lyons, and, and essentially they were talking about 
When Gabe was was wanting to connect with with Rebecca, he said if she wanted me just to stare her in the eye, just how intimidating that is to think, how are you feeling today, honey? Mm -hmm. To be able to have to like like process that face to face and they go on walks and he would open up. It's so much easier for a guy to feel like open and honest. Comfortable. uh, Comfortable about it. Okay. I'll switch real quick. What is, uh, what was... Your favorite Super Bowl commercial, I'll go first. Uh, mine was the Dunkin' Donuts one with uh, Ben Affleck. I don't know why. Did you see the Dunkin' Donuts one? Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. I don't know, because it was, it was like it was such a tongue, tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, Tom Brady over there yeah. in the yep. corner. Uh, I think Matt Damon doing the, you know, mm-hmm. how about them donuts kind of line. I like the Arnold, Schwartz, Arnold Schwarzenegger neighbor. 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 <laughs> that was good. State Farm. Was it State Farm? State Farm, yeah. Your neighbor. Neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both had the same commercial. That yeah. was our favorite. It was the He Gets Us. Okay. The washing oh. feet. Good. And I didn't yeah. know this was going to be what you were going to say. Because uh, I was going to bring yeah. that one up. Yeah. Okay. So that's already being attacked by some people online. Uh, some people I know, even Christians, about it's kind of a woke Jesus yeah. thing. And, and But I would say that it's pretty much spot on with how I would think Jesus would be in an environment where yeah. he's going to the least of these, yeah. to the controversial side, yeah. where he's he's not going to, you know, the, um, I don't know, the mega church right. and, and washing that pastor's feet, but he's going to the, yeah. you know, the, the, the least of these and washing their feet. The hurting. Yeah. So yeah. Would, would, you, would you speak into the mentality of that commercial yeah. and maybe why there's controversy? Because I'm curious. I think that people see what they want to see. And so um, when they see something like that, they get upset um, because they feel like it's presenting a message that's opposite to them. So I think that, I don't know, I I don't always necessarily, I just don't feel like I see it that way, Um, but I feel like people go into those things and they get upset because they're seeing an image that they feel like, you know, is against what they're saying. Yeah, this but is a cowboy washing an Indian's foot. Yes. And this is a, a family planning clinic and, and the, wa- wow. the woman's, yeah. you know, uh, th- these are yeah. stories, drug and alcohol addicted person, you know, a, a woman yeah. that's, you know, uh, environmentalist that, that they're washing their feet, you know, a single mother, homeless person, you know, this is a obviously a Muslim family that they're washing the feet and, you know, just this, this um, uh, division in our country and, and this yeah, is black racial, and white and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm different this is a priest washing probably a gay man's foot yep and uh, and, and it's it, it's uh, something that I know they spent a lot of money on and it's something yeah. that I know, I know they really went that you don't just fall into a commercial like this yeah. haphazardly you put a lot of intentionality around it uh, everything about that was highly produced um, and I know the people behind it and I know that they're not they're not into yeah, promoting wokeism. So I'm just curious why it was so mm. divisive, even with with how it, amongst the Christian community yeah. how it was portrayed. And I, yeah, I think that they see it as like Jesus is, is Jesus is accepting of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is like it's okay, you get to be how you are, and we're just gonna, you know. And I think that that is what people get upset about. Yeah. Um, but Stephanie was talking this morning on the phone. And you said something so good with that this morning. Did you want to share what you were saying? Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was, I agree with what you said so much, you know, that it's, there's a very fine, it can seem like a fine line between like, I'm going to love you. um, And it's just totally okay. Whatever you want to do. 
Uh, what did I do? You remember? No, what you I just said? you were just saying that like Jesus would go and he would be with the people that were struggling, whatever that was, they would come to him and they're just like broken in their brokenness, wherever they were at. And Jesus would be with them in that moment and love them. But then so many times Jesus would say, now turn from your ways and go. Like he wasn't saying everything you're, you know, you're totally fine coming in and being how you are. No, just go totally fine. Go off, do your thing. Jesus didn't say that. Like he was like, I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna love you right where you're at. Mm-hmm. Now go and sin no more, yeah. you know, and that's how Jesus approached things. And mm-hmm. there was power in Jesus loving people in their moment and then calling them to something more. And, yeah. and I think that people can perceive that message as we need to be accepting of every tiny little thing because Jesus was accepting. And I don't think that that's what Jesus did. And I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that, you know, people just feel especially people in that lifestyle, they feel so judged yeah. by Christians. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. a lot of times, rightfully so. Yep. I mean, they're, they can be so mean yeah. and, and that's turn, turn people off in such a way from the church that it's just devastating. Yep. But, yeah. you know, that's what I, it is a great, exactly what you said, a great commercial and, Jesus does go and meet them where they are. I think the key is just for them not to feel judged. Exactly. You know? And there's nothing, I mean, he took the humble nature of a servant for all of us that mm-hmm. have all sinned and fall short. And he washed, you know, they were so appalled that Jesus would, you know, wash the disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. And he said, you, that's like, because they're all, you know, we all have sinned. And he's mm-hmm. washing sinful yes. feet mm-hmm. because he's taken the nature of a servant and mm-hmm. he tells us to do the same mm-hmm. regardless of the sin to, yeah. you know, cause we all sin and yeah. he didn't, yeah. but he still took that humble nature yeah. of the servant, but he didn't leave people where they are, but he always loved first. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, I, when I read the scriptures, I don't see very many, I can't think of an example where he didn't love them and meet them where they were first. And then part of love is he, he didn't keep them in their chains. Like when he encountered Mm. a prostitute, he didn't, he didn't say, okay, now keep living that way. That's the best way to live. He said, now go sin no more Mm. and give the freedom from the chains that were holding them back. And the way that he just meets people and then just the way that they felt so seen by him, like their identity of taking that low place and being like, I see beyond whatever the outward, because when I see that and when I see people, if like, especially maybe, I don't know, the last slide may be, I don't know if that's what people are the most mad at or different Probably. things like, mm-hmm. or that maybe, um, I don't know if it's the abortion mm-hmm. clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something so beautiful of seeing beyond the sin and just seeing the person mm-hmm. and then loving them exactly where they're at. Yeah. And then getting, I don't no one. I I've never known someone to be like hated into Christianity or like yeah. harassed or yeah. judged into exactly. like, Oh my gosh, exactly. that's so good. I'm going to accept Jesus well, after. <laughs> I made that comment at dinner the other night at the conference. Were you all part of that dinner that we were yeah, talking no, about so yeah. good. The, the ministry, but my, my, my whole comment to our board and to that group of people was, you know, what, what marriages does God care about? You know, what are, what are we doing here? Does God care about atheist marriages? I mean, if they have, if they have a relationship, a man and a woman have a relationship and they have kids in their home, uh, isn't it worth 
helping them in their marriage? Do we do we only care about you know mm. a certain flavor of Christian marriages? Because it's not even all Christian marriages, because there's there's certain Christian marriages out there that look differently, you know, based upon denomination or what their belief system is. There are some very 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 legalistic groups out there mm. in the Christian community that would have the wife only stay at home, only homeschool the kids only dress a certain way, yeah. only do certain things. That's so true. Man, the man has to work a, a certain job, can only do certain things. I mean, you can you can go very, very far on extreme, yeah. or you can kind of talk about the fact that we're, we're not called to do everything for all people all the time. And exactly. my comment was, if, if God cares about Catholic marriages or atheist marriages or even Muslim marriages, what if XO's a part if they're if if they're on a faith journey and salvation is some point down the road where they have a personal relationship with Jesus, what if and that and that was really a broken vessel, right? So we're we're whole in Christ, but what if we're just part of one piece of that, yeah, you know, vessel being put together? What if XO comes around a relationship, and we're just able to give them what they need to kind of go down that path? as opposed to us needing them to receive Christ before we help them. Exactly. I, I just find myself beating my head against the wall because it just always ends up in this stupid conversation where you can't resolve it, but there's still a lot of pain and hurt. It's yeah. like you're trying to give somebody medicine, but the person you're, 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 you're kind of giving it to to give it to somebody else won't take it because you know, it doesn't have the right you know, um, I don't know, prescription with it. But, but you can see the people that are hurting over there, but the people that can get, get you there won't do it because they don't want you to give them that medicine because they don't feel like that medicine is justified for that, for that group wow. or whatever it is. So, true. so you know, you're, you're just dealing with this commercial, which is pointing people to Jesus, and it's getting so much controversy. And I just asked the question because it's an interesting question. Why can't people just sort of find a way to connect in unity rather than always in yeah. divisive language? And you think Jesus, he did call, he did come. That's what the... That's what the message was I saw online, which was Jesus came, came and said, I'm going to cause, you know, mothers and daughters to separate. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I came to bring division, not yeah. to bring, mm -hmm. you know, unity. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the scripture they used. But that's not really, ultimately, if you shake down all the scriptures, it's love God and love others. Yeah. Yep. That's, the, that's the whole thing that's all hung on. Yep. Yeah. So when he, got, he, when he causes division in families, it's typically because sin is the divisive part, not yep. Jesus. Yep. You know, exactly. You're, you're yep. saying, I'm going to stand over here and I'm going to be righteous and holy. I'm not going to be, you know, yeah. uh, subscribing to the lineage of destruction and behavior, all yep. the things that my father did or my mother did or whatever it is, wow. yeah. you know, getting rid of that. And that's typically what causes division, not Jesus saying, you can't be in relationship because you're now called to judge and hate. Yeah. That's just not the way it was. And so right. I, I actually kind of thought the, Commercial did a good job of portraying Absolutely. what could be if, if we all took a Christ-like behavior yeah. and just started loving people rather than, than uh, bringing division. It's, a, it's confusing because you get in the morality of certain things and you start to believe, well, I, if, I, if I say Jesus can help a transgender person, then I'm endorsing transgenderism, but that's not really the truth. Mm -hmm. no. and, and, and who do we care about and what do we, what do we yeah. want to do? You know, there's no throwaways. We're not throwing away lives. Yeah. No. Um, I'm pontificating. That, I'm getting no, off that you, high horse. That's that's so good, and I think that um, I I always go back to I think it's John like 17 where Jesus like prays for us, you know, as like believers and as Christians, and he mentions like unity unity like three or four times, like in that prayer, like we're meant to be unified as believers. 
um, together in our mission together. And I think like the division comes when like we're trying to follow Christ and the not following Christ. And there, there's just, there's this division that happens that can happen in families and all of that. Um, but what I was uh, going to say, you know, with, with everything is that where the true love, I feel like where, where we found our rhythm in witnessing loving like Jesus to all those other communities is in relationship. You know, that's where the impact comes. If I come to you and say, your lifestyle is wrong, um, the way you do things is wrong, what you, that's not helping anybody. If somebody came here and told me, you liking the Cowboys is wrong, you need to like that. I'm like, what are you it's, talking about? Yeah, like, it reinforces a, your And I'm direction. like, I am a cowboy for life, you know? So um, I think that it, ha- yeah. Yeah, it happens in that trust in that love in relationship. If they ask me my opinion about something, I'm more than willing to share like in a loving way, the truth in love, um, how I feel, what I feel like God says about something. Um, but I don't force it down somebody's throat and, and tell them that I can't be your friend because of this. Like I want to be in relationship and love you because that's what I feel like Christ did. He came in, in relationship, was nice, met people where they're at and was able to love them despite whatever it was. It's so good. And we're, we're the body of Christ. We're not all the finger. We're not all Mm. the toe. We're not, Mm. we're all different parts. XO cares about marriage, Yes. you know, from dating till death or like even maybe even before dating, you know, mm-hmm. like you care yeah. about relationship and that's their, like the people, a part of it, they have a reason why, not because they, everyone in XO has the most perfect marriage. So they need to make sure that everyone else has the most right. perfect mm-hmm. marriage. Yeah. It's people that all have had struggles or like, you know, care about it because of like things they've seen or hurt they've seen. And they care yeah. about families and children being raised in that place, just as everyone has a different mission that God's put or a different pain point that he's has us washing different people's feet. We're around. We're not all going to wash everyone's feet. Like, cause we're not every part of the body. Mm -hmm. And so for when I see like the, he gets us, like, I feel like I don't know their mission, but it seems like to have people understand a different, um, to see Jesus from, from the way of the servant or so I don't know exactly their mission, but to see a different view of like, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not the way that was just condemning and judgmental. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe there's, maybe we can open up people's eyes because every, everyone's eyes are on the Super Bowl. open up people's eyes that all these different, all kind of different people are watching the Super Bowl, and to see, well, like wait, Jesus would wash my feet because we can associate how Christians treat us with how, who God is. And that's, and not, you know, and I think it's really powerful to so see like, while well, some people I've had friends, their ministry, their heart is to go into strip clubs and to minister to people in strip clubs. And they go and love and ask those ladies to go out to lunch with them and they share the gospel. And some people have been very judgmental about these women going into strip clubs and the, you know, but that all these women have now come to know Jesus. They help them get their GED. They help them get on their feet. They give them resources. Like I love my friends that do that. And Mm -hmm. who am I to judge? Like, you know, it's like everyone has a different call and some of those calls are in 
you know, for us, we got really judged when we started sharing online the gospel. And we had a lot of Christians tell us like, God is not in social media. Like that's mm. the devil. Social media yeah. is, they, they told it we were working at a place. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, God, God can be in the strip club as we bring his light into the wow. strip club. God can be in social media as we bring his light into social yep. media. Mm-hmm. It's John three, six or John three, when it talks about those who love the light, like, you know, they're, they're, they're okay with it. It's, it's like their sin exposed, but they love the light and they're ready. And some people hide from the light mm-hmm. be, and that's the division. It's mm-hmm. like, they want to hide because you're bringing light into a situation yep. and they see the darkness and they're scared. But Jesus is saying, it's okay to come yeah. into the light. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Stephanie and Caleb. dot com. <laughs> it's a place to go to. This is Stephanie with an F. S T E F A N I E and A N D Caleb C A L E B dot com. This hey. is a great resource for couples. I really um, I went Aww, through the website that's again. So cute. Wow, <laughs> white sand dunes. Yeah, that place yeah, is Mexico. awesome. Where is that? That's a flex. In New Mexico. In New Mexico, oh, nice. white sand dunes. That's amazing. A huge flex. Okay. <laughs> uh, great website, but they have so you have courses on here for for couples, yep. especially uh, what I like about it is you have down here uh, cultivate relationship course, you have a marriage course, and then you have a yep. men's cultivate relationship course yep. with you, Caleb. Yep. So you're really covering all bases with um, singles dating for 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 those out there maybe getting into a new relationship. Yep. Yep. Is that your primary other. focus, singles? Um, we have we have a lot for singles. We also have our yeah the thriving marriage course. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, we work a lot with people that are single, dating, um, and yeah. engaged, and things like that. And then we great. have on the main page, there's a lot of free resources. So like yep. if on the, on the home page, if you go down. Um, the there's yeah, these are all these, are these free, free ebooks, free devotionals, okay. free uh, like different prayer guides. Of, yeah. um, and then there are different courses. And the the top one was our community for um, people that are single that want to have um, have the best foundation for the healthiest marriage. And some of them aren't dating. We have mm. our um, if if a someone has gone through um, the loss of a baby or miscarriage. We just have a lot of different resource for them. Yeah. yeah, And different things like that. So Mm. So great. So great. And you're based in Pennsylvania, but you guys, you know, obviously have a huge platform online uh, and that's where we met y'all is in, is in Pittsburgh at the, at the conference there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for those out there that, that want to reach out to you, I encourage you to go to their website, connect uh, on social media. I don't know if, I don't, if you have a, basically a, a, path for people to really engage with you or you just kind of send people to the website? Is that the yeah. primary way? So they can go to the website. You know, that's great. If you just go to stephanieandcaleb.com, but also on our social media, um, we just have systems that get them connected right away. So mm-hmm. they can go to our Instagram and just comment on any post. You know, you can, you know, if you're single, you can comment waiting, you can comment marriage. If you're married, you can comment dating, you know, engage, whatever that is. And it gets you plugged right in, gets you the resource right away. Um, and we'll get you ebooks and anything else you want. Um, my wife is amazing <laughs> and definitely go to her page first cause she rocks the world. And, um, yeah, you can get connected there. Like it's, it's super fast. You know, God has given us great resources to be able to do that. And that has been a blessing. So I would say either way you get plugged in. Here's what I like about you. You're real. Mm-hmm. You, you guys are, are pure. You have a real pure heart for, for the couples and for the individuals that you work with. You can see that Mm -hmm. you really just, you just have a real desire to get people to a healthy place or to change their thinking on things that 
Uh, maybe they have a mentality that's not godly, not biblical. You've done a great job of establishing yourselves mm-hmm. as people who um, resonate with the generation coming up. You know, you, you, you yeah. are yeah. you are using the platform for good, and Thank there you. needs to be more people out there doing that because what mm-hmm. y'all are doing is not you know producing something that's that's happy shiny but behind the scenes is not a representation of that. Mm. Your page looks like it should because it's professional, but y'all are also really qualified, good people helping through that through that uh, mm. mechanism of social right. media. It's the same thing as like television. You know, you, you can create a television show uh, to help people. Uh, you can create a radio show, whatever it is. Now this is the new medium that a lot yeah. of people are using yep. and uh, y'all are doing it so well. So I encourage well, you out there, if you know somebody that would, would benefit benefit from it too, maybe, maybe you're an older person, but you can send older, meaning I'm 46, older than even me, uh, send, send people uh, y'all's way, uh, share a link, share a, a resource from your website. I highly recommend it. It's, it's so good. And then for those who are struggling with some things that may be a little bit more uh, difficult, like losing a child and miscarriage, and y'all said y'all have twins in heaven yeah. at one point that y'all, y'all really believe that um, mm. uh, a family is on the horizon for you, but you've walked through seasons where it's been oh, a little yeah. bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, I just encourage you to check that out because nobody can understand it like somebody's walked through it. And yeah. y'all have mm-hmm. put together some good resources around that as well. Um, anything else you want to say before we close off? Y'all are a blessing. Wow. That's Thank so honoring so and so such a blessing. We're just so humbled to be talking to yeah. you guys and all the like couples yeah. and all the people that you guys have helped, all the testimonies with EXO. And it's mm. just such a blessing. So thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, God is so yeah. good. His grace is just over this. And I just receive God's love in new ways every day by getting to do stuff like this with you guys. Mm-hmm. So thank yeah. you very much. And your words, like that, yeah. that means everything. So yeah. thank you so much. And it's and like you, you get too. our hearts and get like whoever's yeah. listening. I'm thinking, you know, like if anyone is in a moment of pain, it's like, well, God has so much hope, so yeah. much light. The story and... is not over. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. We love you guys. And thanks for being there this week at the Exo Conference. Again, yeah. only a few seats left for next year's conference. If you want to go. I would get on them right now. They're going to be gone for, for long. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, StephanieCaleb.com. Go there. If you need help in your relationship, though, if you're in crisis, go to exomarriage.com. Go to the help yeah. section. We have mediators that can help you. I always want to remind people you do not have to stay where you are. Mm. We yeah. have a lot of resources. Go to exomarriage.com. Yeah. Plenty of resources there. But for those in crisis, we have a, a one and two day mediation. It's like an intensive that has an over 85% success rate if you go through that. So please check it out. We'd love to help yes. you. Uh, anything else you need out there, just put that in the comments section. And we'll have, I want to basically bring you every week stuff that's going to help you in your relationship. So any, anybody you want to hear from, anything you need, put that in the comments as well. Love you guys. Thanks for watching Exo Live. Bye-bye. Hey.